and it's lights out, away we go, and Hamilton gets a very good start. He's wheel-to-wheel -wheel with Bottas already, behind them Sebastian Vettel and Max Verstappen, and it's Hamilton and Bottas wheel-to-wheel, -wheel. and now Vettel's joining in on the action as well. Into turn one we go, Vettel locks up, goes wide, Hamilton into the lead, Bottas gets through in second, Vettel is compromised by Charles Leclerc, Max Verstappen ahead of Leclerc, and now Pierre Gasly going wide through turn three, but out in front, Valtteri Bottas not getting the best start, Hamilton leading as Danny inside goes Kevin Magnussen on Daniel Kvyat and Sebastian Vettel just looking in his left wing mirror there to see where his teammate is now moves over towards the inside of the track lets Charles Leclerc through on the racing line and the two Ferraris do swap places Leclerc is up in the fourth place Meanwhile, confusion reigning at Ferrari and still Seb's behind uh, Charles. Yeah, Leclerc spent the whole straight looking in his mirror. And there goes the switch. Uh, not where we were expecting it. Should have come maybe down the main straight, maybe should have come about three, four laps ago. But that sounds like a repeat of something we said about 20 laps ago. Lando Norris has gone off Lance Stroll, has gone off with him in the racing points. And I wonder if this means a safety car. And it's going to be Lewis Hamilton. It's going to see the checkered flag first and claim a hat-trick of Spanish Grand Prix wins. Lewis Hamilton wins the Spanish Grand Prix. And for the fifth time in a row, it's a Mercedes 1-2. You're listening to the Q3 Podcast. G'day, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Q3 Podcast, proudly presented by Sin. I'm your host, Ben Pascuzzi, and I'm joined by, as always, James Worth. Hey, Ben. Hey, mate. Same cheerful? <sighs> yeah, I wish I could say that. Mm. I'm very bored. Very bored. It was a pretty boring race, but that's what we're here for. We're here to tell you all the things that happened at the Spanish Grand Prix, which took place last night for us here in Australia, or yesterday, wherever you're listening on Sunday. It was a pretty dull race, so let's just get straight into our race recap. <laughs> All right, so going through the standings for the top 10, here we go. Uh, we had Lewis Hamilton um, overtaking Bottas in the first corner, which we basically all realised, yeah, the race is over. Uh, he came in first, then Bottas second, Verstappen in third, um, Sebastian Vettel in fourth, Charles Leclerc in fifth, Pierre Gasly in sixth, K-Mag in seventh, Carlos Sainz in eighth, um, Daniel Kibiat in ninth, and Roman Grosjean in tenth. And we had two DNFs. We had Lance Stroll and Lando Norris um, DNFing on the same lap, colliding with each other, funnily enough. <laughs> funnily enough, yeah. It was, so, a, was a little bit of collision there. It was Lando Norris taking out Lance Stroll. Well, I think it was on turn Would two. you say that he took him out? Yeah, well, he, he should have given up the corner. Lance yeah. Stroll had the corner first. So Lando tried to go for a gap that wasn't there and obviously took him out. So... As James mentioned, the race was pretty much won at the start. And as we've seen throughout the whole season, other than the fact that it was of Mercedes 1-2, but it's just the pole sitter who continues to get off to poor starts. And once again, Valtteri Bottas on, poor, on pole, like he did in Azerbaijan, got off to a poor start. Luckily for him, though, in Azerbaijan, he was able to hold on to the lead because Lewis didn't try yep. as hard, quote him, of course. Um, but this time around... Wasn't to be the case. Lewis Hamilton got off to an absolute flyer. Um, passed Bottas on the first lap. Then it was Sebastian Vettel who was starting in third. Had a little cheeky look. Um, went on to the outside of Valtteri Bottas. And he'll live to regret that decision. If he had gone on the inside, might have been able to 
keep that third position because what would prove to be the case was he braked late, locked up that front front left tyre, I believe it was, and got a flat spot. He gave up third spot to Max Verstappen. And from then on, Max Verstappen just held third spot, which we're going to get into because he's been uh, one of the, I guess, uh, drivers who have been flying under the radar uh, this season. But anyway, um, so from then on, Vettel uh, was struggling to keep up with the front runners and Max Verstappen. Eventually, I think yeah. it was on a lap 12, lap 14. Yeah, about that. They, uh, they allowed Charles Leclerc to go through. Quite, I was quite surprised. I'm just like, wait, hang on. They're letting him through? Yeah. Sorry, what? But they then... let Charles Leclerc through. And then first round of pit stops happened. Charles Leclerc got the hard tyres on while Sebastian was still on the medium. Yep. And then... Eventually, Sebastian went past Charles Leclerc. Then, of course, the safety car came out um, with the incident between Lando Norris and Lance Stroll, which was on lap 44, and that allowed, essentially, the front runners to get a free pit stop. Interestingly, Charles Leclerc did pit before the round of pit stops, which allowed, of course, Sebastian Vettel to hold that advantage on him in fourth position. Um, I guess some other talking points or a major talking point is the Haas drivers, both of them, finishing the points. And, of course, the major talking point out of that was Roman Grosjean has broken his duck. He's broken the curse. Fifth race lucky. He has gotten his first points position. And, mind you, he did it under some duress from <laughs> the Toro Rosso, Toro Rosso of Alexander Albon and the Renault of Daniel Ricciardo, who were just shy of two seconds behind yep. the fast-finishing Grosjean. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it from the race recap. There Let's was get... one thing that I'd like to one thing. point out. Um, I was at, at the start of the race when uh, the Ferraris were doing their pit stops. It was um, if, if if you look at the la- if you look at the pit stop times very um, slow for for the first lap um, for the first round of pit stops. Um, it was the r- left rear tire, left rear, both of them, both of them, I remember, and yeah. they were speculating that it was um, gun faults or something like that. Mm. And I'm like, oh man, you don't want to have a gun faults when you're a <laughs> that cost them, title um, contender. Yeah, that cost them um, race position on so many occasions because that happened a fair few times, and that was very disappointing. Mate, the like the what well, what are the, the uh, is it the builders? The builders build the what? The builders. The builders who who build like the garage, you know, leading up to the Grand Prix. The engineers. Like, no. Uh, oh, the actual okay, whatever. Because, because there's guys in like different cops, and they build them <laughs> yeah. and they build the guns. Okay, Bob the builder. Yep. Get your crap together, man. Because you know they obviously didn't connect them rightly. Because you, no, know. you tell them, mate. You tell them. I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go over to Ferrari and just you know yep. put, put my two bob in. Yep. Wear your red Nike Air hoodie or what? That's not even a not hoodie, sponsored. Jumper. Not sponsored. Not sponsored at not all. Sponsored. Please sponsor me, Nike. Please sponsor. Oh, we're sponsored by Sim. I, w- I want we're free pre- boots. Presented by Sim. <laughs> I want anyway, free boots. let's get stuck into our talking points of the Spanish Grand Prix. Alrighty, first up, um, pretty self-explanatory. Actually, not. No, we won't go with the self-explanatory. <laughs> let's go with the untold story. One that hasn't been got. Uh, one that hasn't got a much of a t- much attention. Yeah. But can't even speak today. Max Verstappen finished third. Um, such has been the case this season where the two Ferraris are squabbling over each other because, you know, the Mercs are just out in front and that's yep. just Bob's your uncle. They're going to win the race. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, just Max Verstappen is just cleaning up the two Ferraris' uh, mess whenever they squabble over each other or they can't get their team strategy right. And he's finished third, 
in the Spanish Grand Prix. And he currently has just overtaken Sebastian Vettel for third position in the driver's standing. So at the moment, Max Verstappen in the Red Bull Racing Honda is on 66 points. Sebastian Vettel in the Ferrari is on 64. And Charles Leclerc is fifth in the Ferrari on 57 points. So I guess the question here is on Max. Has he been the best driver so far this season? I'd say so. He's been the most consistent. Um, I, I think he... Has he? I mean, are you sure the two Mercedes drivers haven't been the most consistent? Uh, look, uh, uh, apart, apart from them, do we really need to include them? I think... Like, I, th- I like, think... Like, do we really need to include the, uh, the two Mercedes drivers? Because they're quite irrelevant to this. Um... I reckon we can take all of them, as in, like, all the Mercedes drivers, just out of any consideration for driver of the day or whatever, because they got the best car. They're, pr- and they're well, never going to be driver of the day. They're never going to be. They can't be no. because they just start on pole or start on second and never take the other bloke yeah. and bang, they win. So, yep, okay. Max Verstappen I, has I, been I the most been consistent driver outside of the Mercedes correct. drivers. Yeah, I, I reckon. Um, I think, well, you know, if we go back to his last couple of race results, he's been extremely consistent. Um, he's, you know, he's had very good results. He's been um, confident in his positioning. He's, you know, he, he's racing. There's nothing wrong with his racing. He got P4 last race in Azerbaijan. Australia, he got third. I'm not too sure about what he got in Bahrain or China, but from what I'm, you know, gathering, uh, he, you know, c- consistent. He finished fourth again in Bahrain, so, you know, I'd, I, I, th- I think he's going to be the dark horse of this season. Mm, he's certainly the dark horse, and what's interesting to note is the way he's performing in this car, the Red Bull, which was touted as potentially dropping a little bit this season, definitely not improving. Yep. So obviously the way Red Bull are performing, you'd say is better than last season for sure at this stage. Absolutely. Max Verstappen getting all these third place finishes and currently third in the driver's standing. So it's always built to be a two horse race, but he's just snuck in there. And yeah. I guess <laughs> very cheaply. Yeah. And I guess now that we've talked about Max Verstappen, let's move over and talk about the other driver at Red Bull. And that is Pierre Gasly. Now, Undoubtedly, he has been underperforming in that car. Then again, he's had some issues with his Red Bull car. Had Daniel Ricciardo stayed at Red Bull, do we think that Pierre Gasly's current standing of sixth position in the driver's standings, and he's on 21 points, that is 36 points behind Charles Leclerc and the Ferrari, and a further 45 points behind his team at Max Verstappen, who's in third. Yep. Has he been underperforming? And as I said before, if Daniel Ricciardo had been in the position, would Pierre Gasly be, would this be the same um, positioning at the moment of the second Red Bull car? I think it's, I don't know. I think he, he came into this uh, in, into this seat not knowing what to expect. I mean, you know, he's he's been in the uh, Red Bull Academy for quite a long time, quite a long time. Um, and, I mean, I wasn't expecting him to have a breakthrough season, so to speak. He's, you know, he's currently, what is he in the, he's currently sixth, sixth in the standings, yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's he's still in the top, you know, top ranking of the top three teams. So, uh, you know, he can, he can t- take, take a deep breath, you know, about that whole thing, but... But should he be competing and helping Max Verstappen? So should he be finishing... F- behind Max Verstappen or but does in his front of car him? allow him to do that that's the question on our well on the way the way, Masa- the way Max Verstappen is driving his car then it's a yes yeah okay he could easily do it when his car is fine and obviously we have said that his car has had some issues but without those issues he still hasn't really 
um, posted a threat yeah. to anyone. So, that's the question. Yeah, I know. It's, I, I don't know. I'm going to admit, I, I, don't have, I don't have all the answers, Ben, surprisingly. That is um, very surprising. But I think we're getting into the interesting end of the... Um, of the well, the, the interesting part of the season, as I like to call it, it's my favourite time of the um of, of the other calendar. We've got Monaco. Monaco, then Spain, then France. So you'd expect him for his home Grand Prix to be, you know, pulling the big guns out. And then they've got Austria, Great Britain, and the Hockenheim Ring. So you know, Hockenheim. some some pretty good tracks. And I don't think he can um you know have too many excuses for these tracks because yep. they are surprisingly forgiving. They're not unforgiving like we've had. In the past races, they're quite generous. Yep. So, I, I think it's his. Again, it's like it's, it's kind of like his race to lose. You know what I mean? Like only he can stuff it up because the car's giving him, you know, all, all the stuff he needs. But it's just whether he can perform on the day. All right. Let's get into another talking point, and that is, of course, Mercedes dominance. Um, we'll do this briefly because we're pretty much talked about it every single show. I'm kind of sick of it. It's very it's very boring to get to talk about. Anyway, um, Mercedes again got their fifth uh, one-two finish this time. Of course, it was Lewis Hamilton getting the win. Um, he is now ahead of Valtteri Bottas in the the drivers' standings. He is on 112 points. Valtteri Bottas is on 105. Of course, we forgot to mention in the race recap, Lewis Hamilton did get the fastest lap, so he got that extra point and is now a race clear. Well, a race win clear. Uh, now of Valtteri Bottas. And then looking at the constructors, Mercedes are on a whopping 217 points. Ferrari, 121. Mercedes are almost double the amount of points of what Ferrari are on right I could, now. I so, could go on a massive rant here, but I'm not going to because I'm just... I'm so filthy with this. I'm filthy, filthy with, with the FIA. I'm filthy, filthy with, with the FIA. Ferrari. I'm filthy f- with everything, mate. Mm. Because... Excuse my language, but the last race, a couple races have been absolutely bullshit. And there's nothing, and you, you, you can't say, oh, you know, the cars, they're, you know, that we've promised, you know, to have more competitive racing. Mm. We had competitive racing? No. No. I expect, you know, fourth to chase down first. I want it to be like the 2006 season when Fernando Alonso and Felipe Massa were literally at each other's throats. And they weren't even a part of what was, um, Alonso was with Renault, mm-hmm. and Massa was with Ferrari. And they were like the two biggest teams at that time. And it was just absolute gangbusters. We had Giancarlo Fisichella win a race with a low team, with a low budget. You just don't know what was going to happen in that season. And that, now that, it's just high-budget teams or Mercedes. And when you think Mercedes, about it, that, that is it. that's why Codemasters brought out a new game that was specifically based on the 2006 Formula 1 season. Because Bizarre, they, I didn't know correct, that. Correct. It was called F1 Champion Championship. Oh, okay. That was based on that season. No wonder, because it was so it was the most entertaining if thing. If we can get F1 back to that, you'll get more supporters to the sport, because I can guarantee you, this season continues the way it's going, and that is Mercedes 1-2, 1-2, 1-2. Come two. Australia next year, there'll be no one there. No one's going to be there. No one will we'll be, be there. there. We'll be there. Of course, we'll be there, but it's very, very disappointing. So, um, let's put it this way. Has Mercedes' dominance come down to the fact that Mercedes are just too good, or is it Ferrari just failing to, I guess, live up to what they're supposed to be competing at in terms of a standard? Like they, um, the way they perform in practice, yeah. the way they perform in some qualities, it's been disappointing their strategy Mercedes as well. Mercedes is too good. 
Mercedes is too good. I mean, so is there anything Ferrari can do to bring him in? I mean, or like at this stage, should they have brought him in? They've been rumored saying, "Oh, they're a bit slow." Mm. Yeah, okay. Cars can get big, very slow. A team's not gonna have a perfect weekend every single weekend. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, you'll have a slow weekend. You'll have a fast weekend. That's why when Mercedes had that um, 2014 uh, season where it was Nico Rosberg and Hamilton, and there were so many on so many occasions, like Rosberg and Hamilton would say, "Oh, geez, thanks so much for a great car this this weekend," yeah. because they know that it might not happen next week. You can't you 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 can't say it's going to be a good you know car every single weekend, and that's what's so good about old school F1 because anyone who had you know a good car on that specific weekend could win. Mark Webber in a Minardi won his first race. <laughs> what about when he came fifth? Correct, mate. Like these historic races are what we live for, and what we're getting now is ah oh, man. I I don't, I don't want to get <laughs> too angry. Because I'm going to shorten my life enough. I've, I've already shortened my life enough watching we'll, we'll, we'll save um watching this content. Champions League. But you know, this is um <sighs> we'll, honestly I'm just getting sick of Formula One at the moment because mm-hmm. nothing's happening it's and very it's not exciting. It is very and they very don't and they don't show any of the good battles between like fourteen. Oh, to and their 15th. credit though, they actually showed a little bit of well being biased here, Ricardo fans. They showed a bit of Ricardo last night, yeah, which was good to see him and his squabble with uh, Carlos Sainz and the McLaren, and then at the end they showed that a little bit more, but. To be fair, I've given up on this season. What what do they have? What do they have to show? Nothing. Exactly. I'll look, we can only look forward to Monaco and see what that happens. But yeah. apart from Monaco, we're just looking forward to F1 2019. Yep. Bring on, bring on June. <laughs> bring on the game. Um, we'll finish on one talking, one more talking point, and that is, of course, the performance of Haas. They have moved into sixth position in the constructors' standings with both Kevin Magnussen and Roman Grosjean, of course, finishing in the points in Spain. Uh, Magnussen was in 7th, Grosjean in 10th. So Hassan now 15 points in 6th. They are behind Racing Point BWT Mercedes in 17 points in 5th. And McLaren-Renault in 4th on 22 points. I think of it, we've, asked, we've asked this several times. I still think, well, I've said Renault. I'll stick with Renault tentatively. You and But then we thought it was McLaren. Actually, no, that's right. I changed the McLaren because yep. there's, there's a Renault. Um, do you see Haas now coming back into that mode of the best of the rest team after this performance? I think it's too early to say. I think, I think given Monaco and given France and given Canada, just give them the whole season. Why don't you? No, no, no. These oh. these three races, I think, if they produce consistent results and consistency throughout the weekend, and not have a good race but a bad qualifying or a good practice and you know a lackluster qualifying in a good race you don't want that in a team if you if if you still have a slow car you want to still be consistent with your positions because yeah. yeah you know you could have a slow car you could finish 10th but you don't want to be inconsistent when you're finishing 17th in you know FFP1 and then 4th in FP2 and then you've gone down to 10th you don't want you don't want inconsistency you want to have a good car that's stable and i think if you know, if they can do that right, and then they can, you know, do what's, um, you know, what what they're paid to do, I think they could easily um, win best of the rest this season. But again, it's just it's up to them. Can't wait for the next Stocko. Not sponsored. Yeah, I, I just want what's his name. Gunter. <sighs> yeah, Gunter. Gunter Stein. I saw a meme. It was a Gunter Stein's um, swear jar. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was pretty full. All right, let's get into some comments from the F1 official fan group. 
All right, so, um, look, there's not much, but there's one post that I really, really like. That's fine. As um, long as we got one, we're good. It's, uh, well, it's got 113 comments, so I'm quite okay. impressed with this Go. one. Um, so the post was, Merth, definitely one of the most boring F1 races I've ever seen. Agreed. Um, what is needed uh, in F1 to bring the competition back? Is I'm this gonna, you, mind you? Is this you? No. Okay, it's not your rant. No. I'm going to put this to you first, and okay. then I'll read some comments out. Go. I'll put this to you first. I'll put this to you, Benjamin. Yeah. What's the, what's the, what is it? What needs... Oh, what What needs. is needed in F1 to bring the competition back? Benjamin, go. What is needed? Well, firstly, it's not going to... won't happen, but it'd be beautiful to see a uniform car. Imagine that. Hmm. Everyone just have the uniform car, and we could actually judge who the best driver is. But, of course, that's not going to happen. But I think when they go, to, to make F1 great again, firstly, get rid of these hybrid engines. Terrible. Yep. Mm. Bring back at least the V8s. Not V10, mate. At least. V10? At least the V8. Two, the, 2002 Ferrari is what we like, mate. I know, but if they can get the V8s back, then it'll at least be some grunt in there. Fun fact. Second, no, our Stinger mm. is a 2002 Ferrari. Cool. Great fact. Nice. Yeah. Um... You made me lose my trail of thought. <laughs> the arrows. Um, oh, no, that's right. Um, Money-wise, mm-hmm. cap. It's got to be a salary cap. Yep. Um, <laughs> the teams, the big teams are spending way too much money and there's a uh, huge gap between, let's say, Mercedes and your lower-ranked teams such as Toro Rosso, yep. Williams, for example. So if we have a salary cap um, and potentially the FI actually won't happen again, but if they had to give money to some of these lower teams to help them perform, that would be fantastic. Um, and then thirdly, get rid of Friday practice. Don't need really? it. Really? And then you have like FP1 and that's it. Don't need it. And then and then quality. Don't need it. Well, well oh man, but then... But I don't know. I love going all four days to the GP. It is good. It's great. But do you need three days of practice? Yes, to get everything right. All right, maybe scrap that one. I don't know. All right. That's 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 what I can think of the top Fair of my enough. head. All I right, don't have so, your rants ready. All right, so one person has said, um, go back to the aero packages of the late 90s. Um, keep these engines, but ditch the ERS. Also get the tyre wear down to the minimum of two or three stops. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. The tyres the tires are on having point. way too much. That brings... What, how could I forget that? This is the one point that I bring up every single time to make F1 great again, and that is... Bring back the fuel. Exactly. Bring back ah, how fuel stops. How did I forget that? Hashtag 2009 Felipe Massa. Forgetting to unlock the fuel gauge. Oh no! Bang! Was fire bang. everywhere. In they pit bring lane. that back. That that that'd be fantastic because then it's not just all about the tires. You've Correct. got another little element there with the the fuel. Could we see some fire again? All right, go on. I'm disappointed in myself that I forgot. <laughs> uh, bring back refueling. That's what they said. Yeah, that's me. I fully understand it's difficult in this. Um, dot dot dot. But come on, it's ridiculous. Um, that top level cars can't figure out. Yeah. Um, you know this out safety. Um, someone said, wait, what? There was a race. Um, and then they said, oh, I was too busy with Mother's Day. Fair enough. Stock standard. Stock standard. Um, someone else just said, oh, too busy watching Liverpool play. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we get it. Were there any other, I guess, more hard-hitting comments there, James? Um... From your research? Yeah, so uh, uh, someone said, um, totally agree. It's really getting worse by the year since the vacuum cleaner power unit era started. The, the hybrid, just it's not good. It's not great. Like, you know, we're, well, eventually for a, a Formula 1, it's going to be fully electric. Yeah. You can tell. But yeah, 
that's not real racing. Like, as good as Formula E is, and it yeah, is a very good category, it's and not traditional racing. And you want to, pardon me, you want to stick to tradition as much as yeah. you can. Bring back the V8 engines. Bring I back agree. the V10. Bring back the V12. And then he went on and said, I've been a fan for 52 years, going to races for 50 years, and I'm starting to lose interest. Right. Poor boy. I, I think that's a good comment to end on. I've got one more. more. I've got right. one more. These are dot points. Um, there's three dot points. One, get rid of team orders. Two, cancellation of uh, limit of engine replacements. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and three, cancellation of energy recycling device. Um, fans have no interest in watching how to save energy on cars. That's actually a great point, though, back on the um, the, the number of en- engine um, replacements or whatever. If you get teams wanting to, I guess, keep their engine just so they save it, and that's when you see, of course, the front runners just mining their pace because, oh, you got to bring back the engine, bring back the engine. If you just let them go hammer and tong, they can replace the engine as many times as they want. You probably could see better racing. I do. I agree. 100% there agree. There you go. Another good point. All right. I reckon we end on that one, Benny boy. All right. We'll end on that one. James, it's been a pleasure. Uh, yeah, as always. We'll be back uh, next Monday to preview the Monaco Grand Prix and bring you any The best other. race of the year. It is the best race of the year. So we will be here, of course, as always, proudly presented by Sin. Um, other than that, we hope you enjoyed, well, if you didn't enjoy, at least watch the Spanish Grand Prix. And until next week, we'll see you at the front of the grid.